Hello everyone, I'm Colin Tester of Wrestling.com and I'm here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown, but uh, right during the middle of the show, there was a, a, a shocking wave of releases, uh, mostly for uh, talents on, on the NXT brand, um, and obviously that, that kind of hangs a bit of a, a, a grim mood over the, the whole show and just, the, I guess, the evening, I should say. Uh, you don't mind, I'm doing my Robert E. Fleece, but he's out tonight, so I'm just doing the solo. So I hope you guys don't mind. We're doing the best we can here. Um, before I talk about the releases and SmackDown, please make, you know, obviously, the show, uh, like everything we do, we do at WrestleMania, is available on any streaming platforms or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever maybe We've got you covered. So I guess to start off with here, I, I can talk about the releases and then move into the, the you know, the ma major takeaways from SmackDown. So uh, all in all, here we'll look at the, the list of talent that got released. Uh, it's definitely some names jump off the page. Bobby Fish. Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, St Stephon, uh, Stephon Smith, Tyler Rust, Zechariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zan Zangir, and Mercedes Martinez. Definitely some major names there. Um, I mean, this reminds me of the stream that I did, I guess that was what, back in June when Alistair Black and, uh, and uh, a bunch of other names got released. This is very different, obviously, NXT names, and this is, I would say, a bigger group. And also a little more more shocking in a different way, not not to compare, but this was literally during the episode, during a broadcast of SmackDown um, in, in some ways. I guess, it, no matter what, it's obviously, it's one of the WWE's big shows, but... The fact that they, they did that, or at least the news got out during during a show like that, um, definitely very very surprising. There, uh, DJ Castillo said something up pretty you know pretty uh, succinctly here, saying, "Ugh, more releases." I mean, yeah, it is just it's disappointing, it's frustrating, it's saddening. You feel for all the people that got released. Um, you know, the 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 logic has been budget cuts that that we is really trying to make profits and and uh, you know trying to, you know, potential, I mean, the rumor, uh, of course, remains that that they're trying to sell the company at some point or, or they're trying to maximize profits. I'm not here to really speculate on that too much. The fact is that, you know, people got released tonight and this is the, the latest in a trend or a pattern of releases for months now. I mean, you can you can get date back as far as, far as last April, the beginning of the pandemic, and then many, several other uh, just waves of releases, um, and you know tonight they, they seem to have stopped with the, with the list that I just read, um, but I don't know. And that's curious. Yes, I am flying solo tonight. I'm usually with Robert, and I was going to be with Robert, but uh, he was unable to join me at the last minute. So uh, here we are, flying solo. I think I have all of you, all of you guys, keep me company. Um, and an AGK official in the comments bringing up a very good point, and this is definitely something I want to talk about. Uh, he's saying, "Why release talent like Tower Rust? They've just brought up as members of of Diamond Mine." Uh, and, and that's very true. I mean, several of these talents either have been featured in the storylines recently or currently are. Bobby Fish was just in, he just faced Roderick Strong in NXT this past week. Uh, Bronson Reed, former North American champion, he's been a prime part of the show. Um, and of course, of course, uh, you mentioned Tyler Russ there as well. So there's any number of, you know, releases like that that they were on the show, they're in a storyline. What when they, they I mean, thankfully, the one kind of silver lining example when they released, um, what was it, I guess Alexander Wolf when he was in when he was in Imperium they kind of wrote him off by like kicking him out of the group so like some, that made some semblance of sense well this you got you know Tyler Russ is in Diamond Mind he's on NXT on a Tuesday he's released on a Friday um, it's just it's crazy to me and you know especially now it's like this keeps happening uh, it's it's really hard to excuse 
you know, the, the, it, oh, it's part of the business line of thinking or that, you know, the, the, that it's for a potential sale. Like these are still people losing jobs. These are, you know, they're, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, sit here, you know, roasting the company or saying things that I'm, you know, not qualified to say. Ed Zahari pointing out at least a report from PW Insider. This is not confirmed whatsoever. I don't know this to be true, but I did, I did read the same report saying they might be revamping NXT. Of course, a lot of these were, uh, releases pertaining to NXT, but Zahari's comment saying, according to PW Insider, they're revamping NXT with a new logo, trans kind of a transformation, new light, kind of just revamping it, re, re uh, I don't know, maybe rebooting it in some sense. Reportedly, they want to uh, kind of build new younger talent. And if you want to kind of combine that with this talk of, you know, finances and money, then that might mean cheaper talent. I don't know. Um, and and that's gross. Yes, it is very crazy that uh, several of these talents are on tonight's episode of 205 Live. Not just are taped ahead of time, but I believe Jake Atlas and Ari Sterling are on tonight's episode. Um, Maybe I think Asher Hale was on last time. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head, but I mean, yeah, that's a, that's the wild thing. I think that the, the same thing happened last time around. Uh, the last wave of NXT cuts later in June, I think it was August Green was on NXT like the next day or so, or maybe even the same day. Very very similar. Uh, again, this is, this just keeps happening. Did you guys say one who the giant guy was? Giant Zanjir. I believe he was trained by the Great Kali. Unless I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm not positive off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, Mr. Chris saying that Leanne Ruff is opening NXT tonight, or uh, sorry, opening 205 Live tonight. That's a former North American champion. Brown Sarid, a former North American champion. Uh, Bobby Fish, a former NXT tag team champion, former member of the Undisputed Era. It's just crazy. Um, I don't want to go so far as to say that it's indefensible or anything. But for me, I mean, I talked about this a little bit on Raw, where I just felt so deflated coming off of the Bray Wyatt release. Uh, apparently, uh, we got an update about that later in the week where Bray Wyatt was cleared medically later in the week. Uh, sorry, he was cleared medically, I think, on Thursday or so. He was, he was suffering from some um, non concussion re related ailment. He got cleared on Thursday and released on Saturday. Um, so that really deflated me. And this, again, this, this trend, it's not even about this one wave, it's really to me about just the, the pattern. Um, you know, and for me, you see guys like Bray Wyatt get released, Alistair Black, two guys that I that I really, really like, that I thought the world of, that I still do. I think that they are very talented. And I'm glad to see Alistair Black and Malachi Black doing well in AEW. And that's, you know, that's the silver lining. I said it back in June when I talked about those releases. Um, the wrestling world, you know, even beyond the, the big leagues, if you will, you know, of WWE and AEW, the wrestling world is, is booming right now. You know, the, the independent scene is live and well. And there's any number of opportunities out there, you know, you've got to be hopeful that, you know, that everyone will land on their feet, if not everyone most, you know, and it may not be like, uh, like Malachi Black, right? You, you may not wind up in AEW in the main event facing and beating Cody Rhodes, but you've got to hope that these are all very, very talented people. I'm sure they'll land on their feet. Even even the last wave of NXT gets Ezra Judge, uh, signed with MLW. He's over there now. He, he's, you know, pretty uh, in the prominent spot over there. Um, and plenty of these names are definitely noteworthy in the sense that, uh, you know, Michael Covenant saying Bronson Reed, Martinez, and Rustro really got him. They're very, very talented. He wanted to see Martinez get pushed. Um, I mean, she's someone I could definitely see her potentially, not to get too, too much into speculation, but I think AEW could use her both in the ring and behind the scenes. She's definitely a respected veteran uh, and not, not definitely a part of the narrative here. Uh, 205 Live, you know, the first wave of cuts back, you know, the, the last wave of NXT cuts back in June when you had 
August Green, a bunch of other names from, uh, I think it was um, Aria Davari, a bunch of 205 Live names get released. And that's just wondering, maybe they should just cancel 205 Live. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, I, I, I guess it kind of just depends how far they want to go with this. Because really, they still have a very big roster. I mean, I think the real problem here or the maybe the, the dynamic here is that WWE for a long time kind of stockpiled talent in a general sense. And then when AEW came around, they kind of continued to stockpile talent, maybe in some ways to kind of keep other people away from AEW. Again, that's just my, my thought. That's not, that's, not, that's not official or anything. Um, and now we're kind of seeing the ramifications of that with this way releases. And that's, we, we won't talk about SmackDown. I just, I couldn't not talk about this. This is obviously the, the big story for tonight here. Because it happened at the, I think it was roughly the top of the second hour, roughly about nine o'clock or so. Uh, Sean Ross Apple Fight Bowl started, uh, you know, tweeting the names and then the news got out there and we had to run with it. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm on, I'm on duty uh, during, during SmackDown and, and I'm watching the show and the, the, the releases come in and I've got to like write those up and and work. And then I can't like fully watch SmackDown. I'm kind of like half watching one eye writing, one eye watching. And my, I agree, Michael, I couldn't really watch SmackDown after the cuts, both for me, literally for work, then like kind of mood wise. One of my friends tweeted they couldn't enjoy SmackDown because of this, this you know, the kind of crushing disappointment or just kind of sadness about these releases. And it's absolutely true. I don't want to talk about it too, too much. I mean, those are kind of my, some of my thoughts on it. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. Uh, it's concerning for me. I, I would just wrap, wrap, to wrap up my thought from before. Again, this is trend for a couple months now. Um, again, for, for the, you know, for me, more of the, the general trajectory here, we go from, you know, the, the, the wave of cuts after WrestleMania with the Iconics to Aleister Black and Braun Strowman in June. Um, and now this, and the last wave of NXT cuts, cuts and cuts and cuts. And at some point, it's got to wonder, like, you know, when does it end, right? And they, of course, after Bray Wyatt got released, it gets around being like, well, who is safe? Like, who who really uh, can can go to sleep at night thinking, okay, I really am safe when I'm. We if we see this these wait this this pattern, these waves of releases here, I can't get my thoughts straight. It's, it's just wild. And again, I don't want to you know get, get too redundant with it, but that, that's definitely kind of my thoughts on it. Seeing your thoughts here. Um, Nesker is saying that you, it's, it's frustrating that the you know they they, they have these waves of releases and and you know they have um, two shows to fill. Technically, they, if you really think about it, they've got four shows. If, if you don't count main event, they've got Raw and SmackDown, they've got NXT, and you, you still do have two five live. So you do need to kind of have, in theory, have a, a healthy uh, you know group of talent in that so that you're not running out the same people each and every night. And ironically, you still see that anyway. They, they seems like more from not, they have kind of a set group of people that they, they want to push. Um, and then the, the people that, and by and large that, that su suffer for that are the people that I read off this list, even though some of them were on NXT or two five live, but they were, so they were getting featured in some ways. Um, it, it's just very disappointing, very disheartening. But as again to try to put a, a positive spin on it, I, I'm very hopeful that many, many uh, members of this, the list I read off, the people that got released tonight, they're going to land on the feed. They're very, very talented, and they are going to be just fine, one way or another. That's definitely my belief there. Um, and and I kept on saying I, I didn't count XUK. I'm sorry about that. So technically, technically, if you really think about that, what that's five shows again. That just kind of illustrates the point. Um, and yeah, yes, Nesker definitely agreed. You know, 
they do have that kind of set group of people they want to push. And then we see that uh, we see this, the same things over and over again. And then we see, you know, some of these new faces kind of come and go and the, the same old faces in some ways stay. And in some ways though, I don't know all the, all the names on this list. Yeah. You know, most of them, yeah, I know it's in some capacity, a guy like giant Zanji, or I don't know, Zachariah Smith, Stefan Smith. I don't think these guys have really been featured on NXT or anything. I think they're, I think they're still kind of developed and developmental for a better word. Um, so it's like they haven't even had a shot yet. So they, in some ways, that's even more disappointing. Uh, but we are we are here to talk about Friday Smack. I, I, I even mentioned Ric Flair. The, the the state of the wrestling world, or at least in WWE, is so crazy right now. When Ric Flair gets released, I think that was what earlier this week, and that's like that kind of on some ways this kind of falls by the wayside because they've got just all these other stories, both in terms of releases, in terms of other things happening, potentially CM Punk and everything. Uh, Ric Flair, another big one. Although to me that's a little different. I mean, he's he's a guy that you know. There are kind of conflicting reports of whether or not he wanted the release. There's reports that it was that he didn't want it, but then he, he did. I think the the, the last part, the last update I saw was that he uh, that it was Vince McMahon's idea. But still, I think there there's definitely some separation there. Jake Atlas, as Nushka was saying, a very good talent. I'm sure he's holding on his feet. Um, if I remember correctly, I think he was pretty prominent in like the South, the the California scene. Um, so he, you know, you've got PWG firing back up. You've got uh, he might have connections of AEW. I don't really know. I mean, I, again, I have got to imagine uh, a lot of people on this list very, very talented. They're going to be just fine. Um, but it, it is def- it doesn't take the, the sting off as a fan. I'm sure uh, you know it's a hard day for for the people, uh, for the people that got released. Of course, you know, anybody losing the job that's, that that hurts. It's not it's not a good time. Um, they got really hope that they're, they're going to be okay. Um, as people and as professionals. So we are here to talk about Friday Night SmackDown, um, you know. So here we are uh, trying to enjoy the show here uh, outside of these releases. Because I, I sat down tonight, ready to watch SmackDown, ready to enjoy the show. Um, I would say at least for WWE, it's my it's my favorite show every week. Um, so of course we knew that last week, Robert and I talked about it, we had uh, uh, John Cena stealing Finn Balor's title shot uh, first number seven against Roman Reigns. That was kind of one of the big stories to look out for tonight. And also we had Sasha Banks for any last week. So we look out for. So Sasha Banks came out to start the show. Basically, she said that Bianca Belair wouldn't be anything without her, that she made Bianca Belair, that she's the reason that they made history WrestleMania, and she wanted to get the spotlight back. Bianca, Bianca comes out and says, you know, I've been shining by myself. You know, basically it takes two to tango. Um, that, you know, that they made history together, that, that Sasha begged her to choose her for WrestleMania. Uh, and you know, so that those that she couldn't make history herself. That that Sasha was basically wrong in that sense. They they did it together. Uh, it was a match, not one person, which is true. Uh, and then uh, basically, you know, they they're kind of setting up the fact that you know Belair would give Banks a title shot for SummerSlam. Selena Vega comes to the ring. If you remember last week, Selena Vega uh, and Carmella both try to make their case for a title shot, and that's when uh, Sasha Banks returned. Uh, and Selena said, you know, I, I challenged you last week. You agreed to face me. And uh, kind of, I'm here to collect uh, again. I said it last week. Selena Vega. I think she's very, very talented. I think she's great. I like her as, as a performer. Um, but she she lost her first match back when, when she when she came back to the company. She lost money in the bank. Um, I think she lost another match when, whenever that may have been. It's only been probably what a little over a month now uh, so since she came back in the first place. She has not won a match that I can recall. Um, and yes, and Chris thinks she, she does not deserve a title shot, she so needs to earn it. Yes, well, so she challenged for a title shot, and Bianca said basically, all right, Sasha, I'm going to face you at SummerSlam, and I'm going to face Zelina tonight, and I'll, I'll put my title on the line. A little weird, because uh, if, if they did have a title match tonight, you would pretty much know 
that Bianca is definitely going to win. And you would you'd pretty much assume that anyway, for what I just said, you know, Selena has not won the match. And again, uh, now uh, she, she didn't deserve it because in, in one way, Liv Morgan defeated her. If you're, so if you're going to do this kind of story, you know, someone comes out and says, okay, I want to tell shot now. So there was a couple of other more deserving contenders, even on the fairly thin SmackDown's women's roster. You've got Liv Morgan, who defeated, defeated Selena Vega. You've got Tony Storm, who defeated her. Now, I, now I could see, though, I've been, okay, Tony Storm just, just arrived, doesn't really deserve it in that sense. Liv Morgan deserves it. She's, she's been kind of featured on SmackDown. She's got that kind of that story, like trying to prove that she, that she belongs or deserves the title shot, that she kind of, uh, you know, I guess rallied herself into, into Money in the Bank. So, Definitely another kind of problem in in that aspect. Um, yeah, so I think that would have made more sense. I think more people would have been happier to see that. Uh, I think the problem would have been the same. You know, I think that's kind of inevitable when you when you kind of uh, announce or very clearly hint, okay, we're going toward Belair and Banks for SummerSlam. Any person they put in the ring for a title match with Belair tonight would not have given you any reason to think that Blair would lose. If it, and it wound up being that they announced it was a title match, they showed the match graphic, and then pretty quickly thereafter, uh, they said, no, you know what, it's a championship contender match, it's not a title match, so they took it away because Twitter started, myself included, we're kind of getting upset. We're like, she doesn't deserve a title shot. What, 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 is, what is this? Uh, so they, they turned it into WWE's new favorite thing, a championship contender match where basically uh, if Selena won, then she would earn a title shot. Fine. That's just kind of the, the new, the new big thing. And hello, Radiant Radiant saying, my amigo Colin, I'm here flying solo, but I appreciate your support, Radiant. Thank you very much. We were talking about the releases earlier. Now we're talking about SmackDown, trying to um, talk about somewhat happier things, happier than the releases at least. Um, <laughs> and yes, I, I'm wearing blue. I'm, I'm color coordinated, even though I'm flying solo. So um, yeah, I mean, I think Zelina Vega is very talented. We saw that match in the main event. At that point. I couldn't even watch the show because I was I was writing up the re reports about the releases. Um, so I didn't really get to see the match. I, I'm just being being, being honest, honest with you guys. I'm sure it was perfectly perfectly fine match. Bianca won. Um, and now we do we do know that we're getting Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks SummerSlam. I think that'll be good. I think, you know, sometimes it's like a movie, right? Sometimes the sequel can struggle to uh, even live up to the original, let alone surpass it. I think it'll be a good match. Um, it'll be a, a live crowd again, just like WrestleMania. I think it'll be fun. Uh, we still have, I guess, what, two weeks of SmackDown before SummerSlam. So I'm interested to see uh, how we get to, get to where the, the match might be. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And Rob, we are going to be doing a Robert DeFleece, so our focus on sending him the link. And um, Damn, so just, yeah, I think it'll be a very good match to see at SummerSlam. Looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully, they can do enough to kind of differentiate the storyline. Um, because they, again, whenever you have, uh, you know, a continuation or, or, or a sequel like that, um, you don't want to retry the same ground. So I'm curious. They basically said, again, that Sasha wants to kind of reclaim her spotlight that got took from her. So at least that's kind of a different wrinkle in that sense. Um, but I think that'll be the biggest challenge here because yeah, they've got the star power and, and kind of the, the running it back for making history, but um, you know, that they are going to have to work on, you know, making the story a little more compelling. And now we will be joined by Robert D. Felice, who thankfully is grace with the presence. Robert, how are you doing today? Uh, Colin, uh, it's 1036. Uh, people have gotten released. I feel a little razzled and a little frazzled in my core. But, like, here we go. Let's do this, baby. What, 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 what are we talking about? Who are we talking about? We're just talking about Sasha Banks and Bianca Blair slash Sa the woman's title. 
Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, two absolute icons of women's wrestling currently, two of the positive pillars of WWE. I couldn't be more happy to know that they're running it back at SummerSlam. And I think it'll be a great match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But I guess I was I was saying a little bit that I um I'm kind of curious to see what they do with the storyline and that you know we we kind of not that let's say we've like we've been here done that, but this is a rematch from from WrestleMania, so they kind of have to for me at least kind of do something to you know make me interested beyond just the the fact they're very, very talented and, and it's a rematch. Like I want to see maybe something well, something a little more than just running it back here. You know, because that's it's real. Like it's not, it's not run it back season. It's 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 SmackDown. I want I want some slightly better stories, Robert. I want better stories too. You know, I want I want things to make sense. But honest to God, Colin, I can't really care about SmackDown right now when I'm concerned about the health and well-being of the many people that just got released. I don't know how much time you've dedicated to this topic. Oh, I want to get your yeah. thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, I think it's absolute garbage. I think it's, I don't know what's going on. Bronson Reed was doing dark matches just like two weeks ago. Bronson Reed talking about, I want to work with the Usos. I wanted to work with the tribal chief. I want to work with all this. And now he's gone. Uh, Ari Sterling had 11 matches or something like that. I was, uh, reading, he's gone. Uh, Jake Atlas, who could have been a great ambassador for the company, yeah. LGBTQ wise, gone. And not to mention, he's a great wrestler on top of that. Um, who else got released? That another released referee, Stefan Smith, Leon Ruff, another Leon Ruff, Leon Bobby Ruff. Fish. Well, Leon Ruff should be this generation's one, two, three kid. Why is this dude released? What is happening? What What is going on? Well, a, lot people, a lot of people are upset about Mercedes Martinez being Mercedes. released. Mercedes, where, where, where is my? Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't retribution? Retaliation. Where is retaliation for Mercedes Martinez? I want to know why she got released. We're talking about this is a grade A talent here, grade A talent, and she's released. I mean, Giants and I guess NXT India is not happening, right? Because they moved Shanky and Veer up to the main roster, and we, we don't have Giants and Veer anymore. Oh, well, people want to know where the Darehead is. I told y'all it was not going to be present tonight. Thank you. Um, oh, who else got released? I know Fightful reported a lot of these. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, oh, my, my God. My God. Bobby, Robert Fish. Is a damn fine professional wrestler. Bobby Fish is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I don't know what happened to the Undisputed Era. One minute they're literally on top of the 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 peak of NXT, and then the, uh, they're getting split up. Bobby's just gone. Like, what are we doing? What is happening here? Adam Cole's contract expired, and uh, he's still like, "What's happening?" I, there's some I, speculation that some of the really, at least, you know, some again, feel thought that some of this releases are to kind of free up the quote unquote cap space to to resign 
Adam Cole, but I saw plenty of tweets like, if you're Adam Cole, why would you resign with this company right now? Like, what is going on? There's no stability right now. Call it what it is. There's zero stability. I wouldn't sound like Tyler. Is it he in the in the, the diamond mine? What is happening? What's going on? Like, I am. I don't understand why. I don't understand why this is happening. And I just, to me, it's sickening. It's sickening to do this in the middle of SmackDown. Now, granted, I know the company didn't do this. Fightful right. got word. Fightful broke the news. But still, in the middle of Friday Night SmackDown, to understand that all these people are just being let go, it's scary. It's concerning. I, I'm concerned. You know, like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I we sit here and try and roll the punches, but it's it's distressing. You say sickening. Uh, yeah, it does. It, you know, it's not a it's not a good time. You know, it's not, and it's hard to it's hard to kind of just watch it all unfold as a fan and just kind of. For me, I was talking about a little earlier, just this like sense of my goodwill, like for WWE, kind of being chipped away. Because I'm just like, what's what are you doing? You know what we need? We need we need some John Clark on this show, who would oh, probably. I, I bet John is very unhappy right now because we were talking about on Monday. He was already he, even on as always Monday. He was saying that this company is like it's taking a couple L's recently and it needs a win now. Like they're not even they're not taking L's. They're hitting themselves with the L's. They're just like bam L. We're just gonna throw the L's at ourselves because we're like you know what we don't need half the NXT roster anymore. I yeah. guess, you know, by the way, 205 Live, the legit question, is it dead? Is it dead? That's what I want to know. Because we, we just released August Gray. We released um, a bunch of other people from the past, like Davari, uh, Tony Nese. Now we released Asher Hale, Ari Sterling, uh Kona Reeves, like who's left for this brand? Yeah, I don't know. We know, I mean, a bunch of people that got released are, are on the show tonight. They taped the matches ahead of time, so I'd be very curious to see what what it looks like next week. Although, I guess at this point, yeah, uh, I would I would just say the some of the participants in in the breakout tournament. Like I I don't know, you know, I they've got some people, um, but man, I can't help it. I thought that for the the last. The last, you know, wave releases in June when they when they released some names, and now several of these names refer to a five live. Like, I feel like it's not long for this world, and I get like I feel like that wouldn't really. It wouldn't be. I'm not saying it would be a big loss, but like they've pretty clearly made made it made it uh, easy to see the two five is not a big priority for them at this point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, and I, I just what, what do you do? Uh, the diamond mine at this point is a tag team of Roderick Strong and he, uh, Hideki Suzuki, who isn't really even wrestling at this point. Right. You know. What, what what's going on here, man? Like, I I want to know what is happening. I want to know why it's happening. But let's get back to SmackDown, because I mean, like, we got Edge and Rollins confirmed official for the biggest party of the summer. That's a huge match. That's yeah. A, that's big time. 
And I, I like this promo exchange. You know, last week we did not get to hear from Edge. He got attacked by Rollins. Rollins got a promo. So this time around, we got to hear what Edge had to say. Um, basically, he he said that Rollins is like a it's like him looking in the mirror. That he sees himself in Rollins, kind of comparing the the ultimate opportunist to the architect. Of course, the comparison with Rollins cashing in money in the bank, Edge cashing in money in the bank, them being kind of these dastardly heels to different points. There's definitely a good comparison to be made there. Um, so I, I thought I liked that. I hadn't exactly thought that myself before. So, you know, um, we talk about the kind of the, the generational aspect, but now kind of that, you know, even interpersonal, like past versus present of like Edge looking back at his past self. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and he called Rollins Edge Light, and that kind of seemed to be the the, the straw that broke the camel's back that made Rollins say, all right, you want me to start time? You got it. Uh, and he, he was th threatening Edge saying like, all right, you know, if I hit a curb stop on you, I'm going to mess up your neck again. Um, I thought this was good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, again, it's not quite sure who needs to win more, who stands to benefit more. Um, I think it'll be a good match. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And the, these, the promos are being built nicely. And I should say, one of my favorite parts was uh, Edge uh, tied in the fact that he helped eliminate Rollins in the past two Royal Rumbles, the past the both Royal Rumbles he's competed in since, since he returned. And he said, hey, that wouldn't have happened if you finished the job what seven years ago when and and just curb something when you had the chance but you didn't so here you go <laughs> it's almost like edge is a professional and knows what the, what the hell he's doing like you know I, I, imagine that imagine a man who can make story elements tie in for an important match i, I love it I, you love to see it i love these guys i think they're two of the best in the world edge is probably my favorite wrestler of all time rollins is up there I'm very much looking forward to this match on Saturday, August. Correct. Yeah, because I almost said Sunday, but you know, <laughs> it's not. And I got news for y'all. Friday, August 20th is going to be one of the busiest nights in wrestling history. Uh, enjoy this month, guys. It's going to be fun. Fun, hectic. Um, yeah, well, if, you, if you're, you know, just to, to recap it, we're gonna have SmackDown. We're gonna have AW. That's the, isn't that the first the first it's dance? Not the first. It's the first dance. Yes. Yeah, for the first dance for Rampage, um, Ring of Honor, Glory by Honor, Night One for Friday, Correct. and Impact Emergence, which will feature Kenny Omega defending the world title. Yeah, that's so, all on Friday. And, and then got, Saturday, Saturday. God knows if there's a bevy of releases too, because apparently that can happen on Friday night now. It is just craziest time um but yeah at the very least there's that right there's always there's no there's no shortage of wrestling to watch uh and we got a nice two-hour show of wrestling somewhat curtailed by this wave of releases here and that's what i was pointing out the first the first rampage is the 13th but for the aw rampage the the first dance their special event in chicago is the 20th so definitely a buzzworthy show there uh and again with impact running a show with ronda running a show and smackdown as well Lots of stuff to look forward to, even just the what the one day alone and summer Sunday weekend. And then we've got takeover on Sunday. My gosh. Uh Lori Estine asking what Bianca did this week. We talked about that a little earlier. Uh she was responding to Sasha Banks coming back, and she was uh, Sasha was saying, You stole my spotlight. Bianca saying, Well, you know, I've been shining anyway. Um Again, we're talking about that a little bit. I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be fun. Another match we got confirmed last week for SummerSlam, but uh they took a little bit of a 
again, a little bit of tangent. This week. We did not get John Cena. I would assume he's busy promoting the release of the Suicide Squad this weekend. But uh, although I, I thought he was there, he was at the show, possibly, but not at, on the show. He's probably not on the show because he was definitely announced for Tampa because I saw many commercials that said he would be here. Um, yeah, I also heard the Suicide Squad was good. Thumbs up yes. to him. I hope to watch it this weekend, but uh, one of the stars in the movie, John Cena, was not on SmackDown tonight. Instead, the man that he ruthlessly stole a title shot from, Finn Balor, has a bone to pick with him. He said, hey, once I get through Baron Corbin, I got I got, I got, got some revenge on my mind because John Cena stole my title shot, and he did. And likewise, Paul Heyman earlier in the show said that contract is BS because it's not legally binding, and you know, the, it's not a legit contract, which is true, but we're still rolling with it, which is very illogical, but it's fine. And then later in the show, uh, Finn Balor said, you know, I don't care. I'm not like, he basically said, I'm not going to take this lying down. Cena, you know, I'm not happy about this. I want Roman Reigns. I don't, I don't have to, I don't care who I got to go through to get him. Kind of teasing that he would want to face John Cena. I don't think they're going to do that, but still it's nice to kind of have them tease that. Uh, but then Roman got beaten down by, um, by Roman and the Usos. And that was it. Yeah. And, um- it looks like yeah, I could see them going for a triple threat, but I don't want to see a triple threat, quite frankly, because it's John Cena and Roman Reigns. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Like, you just really, you know, set up yourself to kind of not fail, but like, is Roman, Roman Reigns, John Cena, that's the match. You throw in Finn Balor, and he's kind of like, he's lesser than in that context, right? No knock on Finn Balor. I think he's great, wonderful, like him a lot, but he's not, you know, he's not the head of the table. He's not John Cena, you know. He's not at that level yet, and that's no—that's not even his fault. That's the way he's been booked by WWE. Like he could have been in many ways. I think he could have gotten to that somewhere near that level, but at least at this point, there's a very clear drop off uh, between that. So um, I think we're getting—we're still getting a singles match, and I guess tonight on the show when they didn't want to or couldn't, whatever, uh, use John Cena. They're kind of having the, this B story, this B plot with Finn Balor play out wherever it's going. Again, maybe, I would assume, Reigns will win at SummerSlam. Then maybe if he faces Balor at, I guess, well, I guess Clash of Champions might be next after that. So It's Extreme Rules, isn't it? Maybe. I don't even know. <laughs> Robert, I don't even know. I, I, I couldn't even watch I couldn't even watch most of SmackDown night because I had to just, you know, swamp. Well, no, them. because halfway through the show, it's like, oh, they're just going to start throwing away some of the NXT talent. I... I've never been so blindsided by releases. And I work for the place that announced the releases. And it's just, like, what is happening? I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, look, I know uh, Nesha said no more release talk. All I got for you tonight is release talk because that's all I could mentally focus on. Yes, I love that we're getting Bianca and Sasha. They're great. I can watch them all day. I love that we're getting Edge and Rollins. They're great. I can watch them all day. But tonight is a night that is marred by what is now 43 releases since April of this year. It's mind-boggling to me. Like, it's just... And again, there's no way to know when it stops. Like, our, our boss man, Bill, said in the group chat, is like, they're, they're very well, for all we know, there could be another round release after SummerSlam or, or not too long after. Like, who even knows at this point? Like, when does it stop? You don't know. You know, if, if, this, if there's this real drive to, you know, maximize profits and, and, you know, just be ruthlessly economical in that sense, like, who even knows how, how far they're willing to go? And, and 
I, I just don't, don't know where that is, you know? So, I mean, th it's ironic. It's like, thankfully the, 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 the releases came in for the news and I was like, well, at the very least for myself and for the, our team here, like SmackDown was slow. There were, there were the SummerSlam announcements. Um, there were, there was a content championship contenders match where, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, King Nakamura beat Apollo Crews by DQ, probably getting that title match. Fine. I think they could have a fun match. Cool. Uh, we got a nice match with the, the Street Puppets and Dirty Dogs. Fine. We've seen it like at least 10 times. Cool. Um, you know, like again, the this kind of normal, you know, you know, the, the static over SmackDown, the, the top of the card, pretty darn cool. You got Cena and Reigns, no Cena tonight, but still they're, they're building to that. I like uh, whatever they're building to. I like the fact that Finn is getting the spot. So that's, that's fun. Denzel Dejournet, also known as Desmond Troy, has been released by WWE as of the time that these words are coming out of my mouth. He tweeted, life is tough, but it's about time I got some adversity to, to see what I'm made of. What a way to start the weekend. Thank you, Triple H. Thank you, NXT, for the opportunity. There's power in the name, and with a name like Denzel Dejournet, I can't and won't lose. Man. Throw it on the pile. Unbelievable, man. So I guess that's that's it in the nutshell, right? Tonight, SmackDown was fine, or if not, on paper, it was fun, right? You got Reigns and Balor and the, the looming presence of Cena, even though he wasn't there. You had Banks and Blair kind of officially set up their feud. Good match with the Street Profits, Dirty Dogs. You know, some good stuff. But again, that, the, that second hour we hit, the releases started coming, and they just didn't, they didn't really stop for us all, like, 20 minutes and then that just cast this power with us to the show so it's hard to rate the show um in terms of quality slash enjoyment uh again i couldn't even really watch like the, the last i, I give the hour. show a solid seven for setting up bianca and sasha and edge and rollins the rest of the agree. show is probably a sleeper but that's not what tonight's about man tonight's about the releases yeah that's so giving a seven i'm giving a seven um that, that's the moral of the story. The damn shame about the releases uh, coming out again. It's not like WWE officially announced, but the fact the news came out like that, you know, that's just, you know, uh, it's very un unfortunate and disappointing. Um, DJ can save me on 5.5 tonight. I mean, I, I thought it was a fine show. I just couldn't really enjoy it. So, uh, so hopefully next week will be better. Hermitic argument is six. So not a bad show, but it's hard to really dig into it like that. Uh, regardless. Oh, yeah. DJ Cassier, I'll say it real quick. The name was Denzel Dejournet, also known as Desmond Troy, has been released. Man, this is crappy. It's very crappy all around. But that's not going really shitty. Um, but look, here's here's the thing. All these guys and gals, they got places to work, and they can be better. Jake Atlas can go ahead and work. Uh, you know, GCW in a few weeks. Alex Zane is back on the Indies. That's a huge name for GCW. He'll have some fun at Emo Night. He'll make Emo Night a good time. Because, like, I mean, Emo Night is going to be a good time regardless. And I think Alex Zane will have a good time. You know? Robert, one, one Game Teams Wrestling announced Emo Night. Uh, I guess that was, what, Monday or so? It was sometime earlier this week. Yeah, it was Monday. And I saw the, the teaser for it just real quick here. And the teaser was, uh, you know, it's black and white, and like it's nothing for a solid like twenty seconds. And then you hear the core, the piano chords for "Welcome to the Black Parade." I lost my freaking mind. I was more excited for that 
than other than like Roman Reigns, John Cena. Like in terms of other than that level of stuff, more excited for that than like anything else in recent memory. Because I freaking love my Capricorns. You know that. Oh, em that was cool. E emo fight should be a damn good time. I expect a lot of moshing. I expect a lot of eyeliner. I expect a lot of teased hair and just pure. Just let's throw it back to 2006. Better days. Emo music all around. I'm not usually a big fan of GCW shows. I am genuinely looking forward to that one. It's also taking place 24 hours after uh, AEW Dynamite in Arthur Ashe Stadium. So it's going to be a good week in Queens, New York. Yeah. And uh, until we get there, we got to get through more weeks like this one. We're capped off by this, uh, you know, again, disheartening night. But we tried. We tried to still come here and help you guys. If not enjoy wrestling, at least talk about it and process it. So, um, and the last thing here, I'm recording. No word on Adam Cole. We heard there was a report that he was meeting with Vince McMahon. No word on how that went or what happened. We will have him fish as it comes. But oh, yeah, this is not cheeky when I say the best source for that information is Fightful Select. Sean has been on top of the game with this story since minute one, and all of our information has been accurate. So stay tuned to Fightful. We will. We don't know yet where he's going. What's going to happen? I just want to see more of Adam Cole on my TV. So I hope it works out well for him. Agreed. So with that, Robert, you're now here every Friday for or Saturday for talking about Friday at SmackDown. John Clark and I here to talk about Monday Night Raw every Monday, and then see on Tuesdays the Diamond Dudes Attitude cover all things AEW, and they also do WCW written for uh, fun Facebooking stuff. A great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys. Both person recently interviewed Mickey James. He recently interviewed uh, Diana Perazzo, Knockouts Champion, interviewed GCW Champion, uh, Matt Cardona. We, we got interviews with champions over here. I recently interviewed Quinn McKay. They'll be coming out soon. Ray Ronder host. Check that out. Uh, all these things and more are available on you know, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So even on like tonight, when things feel really crappy and it's and it doesn't feel good, we try to do one thing above all of this matter what. Robert, can you I tell me what that it. is? I ain't doing it tonight, but I do encourage all of you to, above all else, take some time this weekend. Watch Suicide Squad, whether it's in theaters or on HBO Max. I hear John Cena's an absolute blast in the film. Watch some Midnight Express matches. Rest in peace, Bobby Eaton. And when you do watch the Midnight Express, I can promise you'll do this. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.